0: This is Alex Benzagala. You are listening to the Post Podcast, and here today my guest is Kalen Crowy. He is a musician here in Alliance, and we're going to talk his album that is dropping shortly, and we're going to talk all things music with him and Alliance in general. So, Kalen, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going good, going
1: really good. Uh, Yourself?
0: Good, good. So, I think a lot of people might be wondering. So, what's going on? Like, I know Kalen from his music, but a lot of people know you as former news director at KCOW, and they're wondering, hey, Alex Benzagala talking to Kalen, and and I, I think some people are wondering, hey, what's Kalen doing these days? I know he makes music, but wasn't he at KCOW? Is he still there? Will, will, will he kind of explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, as a lot of folks know, I stepped down uh, uh, from the news director position uh, here at Eagle Radio KCOW, Country, B94.7. Um, a handful of months ago, and now you're in that position, which is why you are uh, talking to me today. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing different stuff um, for the radio stations in Alliance and Shadron and throughout uh, the Eagle Communication Footprint in Kansas and Missouri. Um, doing some different radio shows and commercial production, stuff like that, and uh, now you are— you are the uh, the the ultimate legend of news now. Oh, I appreciate that. that. That
0: is too kind. But, you know, I'm glad to, you know, have you here. And, you know, if anybody has any questions, Kalen's still here. Yeah, you, you definitely are still here at KCOWC. So I,
1: I, I have ran into people in the public and the community that have been like, hey, I heard you are uh, not at the radio station anymore. And I said, no, I am. I'm just not doing news anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't want people to think this random guy from Seattle is just taking it.
1: Everybody's jabs. Yeah, the, I tell you what. those Seattle folks, those Washington <laughs> folks, they just come in, they, they swoop in like a, like Seahawks and just uh, you know they, they get their food and their grub and then they just uh, kind of fly off.
0: Yeah, well, I'm from Seattle, where there's great music. I might take your music jobs too. So, <laughs> just kidding. All right.
1: Well, how about we get started
0: talking some music? Yeah. Man. Um. So obviously you've got Deja Vu, and we, we want to dive into this album. But you know, the first question I ta- uh, I really like to ask musicians and even athletes is kind of where do you get started? Where what what kind of triggered your love for either athletics or music? So I'm gonna ask you that, Kalen. How did you what what got you into music and into songwriting and all of that?
1: Um, thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a long story, but a short story uh, in the same kind of sentence. Um, I, have I guess, seemed to kind of always uh, been uh, been interested in music and like music. Um, when I was like in grade school, I really enjoyed playing the recorder. Um, and that was, that was, I guess, kind of the first thing that kind of got me into, into music. And then when I went into middle school, I ended up playing the clarinet for a little bit, uh, for like six months or something until the girls started making fun of me. So then I switched to trumpet. <laughs> and so the rest of, uh, middle school and high school, I played trumpet and concert band and, and, marching band and concert band. Um, but, um, the summer of my, my eighth grade year, Uh, one of my good friends that I grew up skateboarding with, um, had a band and they were looking for a bass guitar player and I had never picked up a stringed instrument before. And they said, Hey, would you be interested in being in our band? You know, we'll, we'll teach you a little bit. And I said, yeah, that'd be cool. So I ended up uh, joining that band, um, and played bass guitar all through high school. Um, it was a big learning process, you know, teaching my own self how to play the bass guitar um, along with you know my bandmates help and everything, um, but yeah, did that all through high school. We were like kind of in a punk band that turned into an indie rock band. Um, but at some point in high school, um, I really kind of started enjoying like the songwriting uh, process because I, I really didn't write much songs in, in our band besides I think like maybe one. But I really kind of started kind of uh, you know behind the scenes, I guess you'd say. Kind of trying to write songs uh, on the bass guitar, and then um, eventually uh, our our band broke up, um, and it was I believe in um, 2000, the end of 2006, uh, beginning of 2007 is when I started teaching myself acoustic guitar and how to play chords and and how to kind of how the songwriting process works a little bit, and uh, it's it's weird because like. I have no formal training like i have no formal training with like theory on guitar nor formal training for like songwriting so i kind of just you know just started doing what what uh i guess some musicians do they they lock themselves in a bedroom or a basement and they just start writing um and that's kind of how uh kalen cray reference started um in those early years and Um, that I guess kind of formed my love of music and I just always enjoyed that. And I've been in other different bands throughout the years too. I was in a band called gate 13, which was an alternative rock band, um, with one of my best friends, Luke Peterson. Um, we did that, um, when I first started college at Western Nebraska community college in 2007 until he went into the military. Um, and then when I moved to Mitchell, South Dakota, um, for college, uh, for the tech school there, for Mitchell Technical Institute. Um, I uh, I ran and met some guys, and we started another indie rock band called Tinshaw. And um, that was a lot of fun. And in in that band, it kind of um, really helped blossom me into a songwriter. Like, because, you know, we, after class, we'd sit around and just hang out and just jam. And and, I, you know, would write songs with the band and everything. And so did that. Um, and in South Dakota for a number of years, I was in South Dakota for like five, six years. Um, but while I was still doing that band in South Dakota, I was always still doing my solo stuff. Um, and then when I moved back here, was still doing my solo, Kalen Corey reference stuff, um, but then ran into a group of guys, uh, Jeremy Fifield, who's originally from Alliance, Um, Along with his father, Jeff, um, Derek Johnson, Darren Jelnick, we started a band called the Riverfront Boys. And we still have that band, just don't do a ton of shows, uh, as much shows as we used to. Um, But uh, we did that for a while, and then Derek and Darren ended up joining uh, my band. Um, And they play, um, you know, uh, different shows around here with me, around the Panhandle and in the Midwest. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess, kind of a, a long story of a short story. (laughs) No, I think that's awesome. And
0: and there's, you said so much there that, you know, I've got some questions about, but, uh, I think one thing I want to ask, just, I'm curious about, um, how your music has evolved over the years, how it's changed. Cause you know, we're not the same people we were in, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So kind of, uh, w- will you speak a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, I guess it's kind of weird to talk about your art that way and your music that way, because you know, like I'm in it, you know, like, and, and I think we're the worst critics of ourselves. Um, but it, it, you know, looking back, if I'm trying to step out of my shoes, I think it has evolved a lot. You know, I went from, you know, just writing songs in my bedroom to now uh, going and recording, um, you know, great, great albums that are, are professional albums with some of my greatest friends in Nashville um, and, and in Michigan. Um, and um, so it's it's, you know, evolved from from bedroom to to you know saying hey we're going to we're going to get together for a week to record an album um and uh and it's it's a lot of work to do that mm. um especially so
0: th- especially when you have a full-time job too Oh yeah like,
1: yeah <laughs> that's the crazy thing is you know like um uh with this new album it's called Deja Vu it's a 13 song album we recorded this in 8 days and and I took a week vacation you know 8 day vacation to Nashville um, we ac- recorded that at Purple Curtain Studios um, with producer Nicholas Hosford, um, along with um, different uh, different people he's uh, worked musically with uh, throughout the years, it, great friends with. His wife, Le- Lisa Kakus, um his other bandmate, uh, Sean Zeitgeist, and uh, we also brought in a, a piano and organist named Billy Livesey, um, and so... It's, it's crazy to think like, okay, you listen to stuff you recorded yourself back, you know, that's like, you know, over 20 years ago to, to the, you know, what you're recording now. It's, it's, it's crazy to, to see that. And it's just, it, it, it really warms my heart to see where, I guess, my music has came. Um, and just, uh, I guess, you know, the people I've met along the way. And, and really, my music would not be what it is today if it wasn't for those people. You know, I I write the the songs, but then going into the studio and recording with these amazing friends and great great musicians, um, they really blossom what what uh, the music really is, and and they are the reference to to me. You know, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really neat to see that growth and everything. And um, the the other gentleman that I mentioned, Billy Livesey, um, Nick had the idea to bring in a piano and organ player because. Um, I think he realized that I, you know, like piano and I like that organ sound and stuff, and um, he he said, "Hey, do you mind if we bring in a, a session, you know, piano and organ player?" And I said, "Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be so fun." I had no idea who the guy was until like literally I got to Nashville and I I asked him who it was and he told me and I just happened to Google his name. And it, it kind of took me back a little bit because uh, Billy Livesey, he's the organ player and, and piano player on the this this Deja Vu album. He's worked with like Pete Townsend of the Who and like There's Kenny Rogers, big and, names, big and names, and Tina Turner. That's just to name a few. Um, and just a, a phenomenal musician and has such a long uh, you know music history um and uh, so it kind of took me back a little bit like whoa you know like this uh this is this is going to be maybe a kind of um scary in a bit but it wasn't like you know like it was it was super fun working with him and with with everyone else with Nick and Lisa and Sean and then uh we brought in a couple assistant engineers for the album too uh Mackenzie Spear um and Sean DeLeon. um and it's it's also cool to think that um you know since the CD release is coming up on the 24th, uh, I've actually released four songs already. Um, they're the single songs off the album, which are Dive, Deja Vu, Poem for the World, and Just a Taste. Um, so people have actually heard a little bit of the album um, and hope they're digging it and everything. Um, but then along with the singles, um, every single uh, we've released, I've released a music video that has been um, produced by David Kusky of Sand Hills Films. Um so it's it they're interesting takes on the videos it's it's really they're pretty you know artsy and cool and quirky it's it's really neat and and I don't know if if a lot of folks really realize like what it takes to make an album no no
0: you know, like
1: all. from from the songwriting uh you know how long it takes to write the songs to going into a studio and just going you know uh, and working so hard, you know, I mean, we, we were putting in, you know, 10 hour days, if not more. Um, and, uh, you know, what it takes uh, to, to record everything and then all the, the production afterwards and what the producer does, you know, mixing and mastering. And, and I mean, I'm sure out of anyone that's ever listened to my music, Nick has heard my music uh, you know, uh, probably more than anyone because he's sitting in a studio with his headphones on and his, his, you know, um, all the studio equipment, just, you know, making an album and, and, uh, you know, that's what a producer does. And, and, uh, it was, it was, it's neat to see the the end product and the growth of it, um, and the blooming of it. And that's kind of what I've always wanted with my music. Just, you know, kind of the blooming, the process of it, because, I'm just I'm sitting in a room I'm writing a song and then to go into a studio with your friends and record an album and and to see it go from a stripped down acoustic song to a rock album is is pretty neat.
0: Absolutely, and I think one thing that stands out to me. Um, first off, you know you've you've got this album. That was produced in Nashville. That's a big deal, man. Um, there's a lot of great musicians, as you know, out of Nashville. you could name them all. I mean, there's so many
1: I mean it's it's a huge city the whole I mean it's that's why they call it you know music city. I mean there are so many phenomenal musicians there and and uh you know i i I am not where near uh, the, the, the caliber of, of musician as those, those folks that live in that area, you know, I, I'm not downgrading myself, but, um, you know, there's very, very phenomenal people that live in that city, in that area of Tennessee.
0: All right. How about we dive deeper into the album again it is called Deja Vu and I'm looking at a little bit of information you know a little bit of a just, I'm reading a blurb right now Kalen you know one, one thing that stands out to me just this sentence here it says diving into the mystery of the subconscious subconscious that's really intriguing will you talk a bit, a little bit about the theme of the album what were you thinking while you were kind of you know producing uh well actually starting out with the writing process
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this, I mean, the writing process of this album, it it really is a eclectic uh, group of songs that I wrote um, within you know a handful of years. There is a, a handful of songs on there that are older ones that I kind of you know pulled out of a notebook and pulled out of old songs that I never really did anything which and with and kind of evolved them more. But yeah, like when I write, it's it's a different process, and I think maybe some musicians go with in like the route they take, I just, uh, you know, I kind of just sit around and, and I just start playing guitar and I kind of let the melody from whatever and wherever it's coming from, you know, kind of overtake me. And I let my subconscious just kind of speak through me, which is kind of weird to say, but a lot of times I don't like pre-write, like, like there's been a few songs that I've done that with, but a lot of times I'll just let the words kind of come through me. And, and as I'm kind of sitting there jamming with myself in, in writing, I, I, you know, will like an idea of whatever's coming through and I'll have my notebook and I'll start writing stuff down and I'll be like, okay, that is awesome. Like that is, that would make a cool song, you know? So that's kind of like how my songs come about. It's just, you know, sitting by myself and letting my subconscious play, you know, letting, you know, opening the, the, you know, the basement doors, the, the attic doors of your mind and your soul and letting, whatever's in there out and um, that's kind of what what some of these songs are about Um, there's a few songs that are more directed toward a certain experience like there's a song on the album called levees and it's about the bomb cyclone that hit the midwest and you know how it devastated farmers and ranchers and stuff Um, but you keep saying dive in this interview and dive is one of the songs off the album and i think that's probably one of the most subconscious songs on the album like how it, it came about and the meaning of it and the kind of the surrealism of it. Um and just kind of connecting with yourself and your soul and everything. Um there's another album on on the record called uh Poem for the World and that that's a, a similar kind of process, but um it was about an experience at the zoo bar in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um this uh, this dude um Came up to me at, at, at a concert, and he kind of just kept talking to me, and the stuff he was telling me, it was like he knew me, but I had never met this dude in my life. Oh, yeah. And and it was really weird. Like, he'd come up and talk to me for, like, 30 seconds or 45 seconds, and it was just, like, kind of this surreal experience, and then he'd, like, go off and dance, and he'd come back. Like, he'd, he was doing this for, like, the whole night. Hmm. And um, toward the end of the night, uh, I was in line to go to the bathroom at the zoo bar. And the zoo bar is kind of a narrow ve- music venue. It's a super cool music venue, uh, probably one of my favorite music venues and one of my favorite places to play. Um, but anyway, so standing in line at, at, uh, for the bathroom. Bathrooms are kind of over by the stage area. And um, he comes up and starts talking to me again. and it's And he's mentioning stuff about, like, writing and like my words and it's like what what is what's going on here this is like kind of <laughs> kind of you know surreal it's kind of in a way creepy but yeah. not and he pulls out this little notebook out of his pocket and he goes write something and I go sir I go i, I what do you want me to write man and he goes you don't understand you don't understand write something I go w- what do you <laughs> want me to write like I don't get it and I'd he's, be freaked out Caitlin, and he's I'd like be... <laughs> he's like just write something and I was like all right I'll write you a poem so I wrote like a two or three line poem just out of the blue, again, just whatever was in my mind coming through on the page. And he had me sign it and then he put the thing back in his pocket. And I don't remember what I wrote uh, at all. <laughs> I wish I would have took a picture of it, but, um, on my phone, but, um, gave it back to him and, and, uh, and then, uh, yeah, he kind of went off dancing again and eventually like, cause it was such a weird experience but cool experience. I eventually, you know, asked him, "What's your name, man?" Like, and he's like, "It doesn't matter." So there's a line in the song where where I say that, and that's where it comes from because he he wouldn't give me his name for a while, and eventually he he somehow muttered it, and um, I put that in the song too. But it's to this day no idea who the guy is, or what he was really talking about, or how he was kind of connecting with me, which he. I, don't, I didn't know the guy, you know? So yeah. there, there's that song on there called Poem for the World. Um, there's another song called Deja Vu, yeah. and that's kind of also obviously the name of the album, but diving into um, kind of that surreal world again, you know, the subconscious. Um, it's pretty
0: it, up, upbeat song, right? It's a very, very upbeat, upbeat song. song very yeah.
1: upbeat song. Uh, great, great, uh, great song. But um, Deja Vu is um, about... Obviously, déjà vu. I'm sure you've heard of that before. Have you ever had déjà vu? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I've I've had that experience my whole life, and um, so it's about that. But then it's also about kind of the subconscious and the surrealism of of the world, and then uh, about an experience in Minnesota. And I kind of all entwine those together. Um, also about an experience going in visiting uh, Prince's uh, residence in Shanhazen, Minnesota. Um, called paisley park where he lived and he had multiple studios and, and and so there's there's a lot of meaning to that song too but um in short uh, uh i hopefully that's what you were kind of
0: no, Moving exactly. <laughs> no, no,
1: you no. Uh, that's perfect. I think
0: uh, one of the final questions I want to ask is, you know, now you're you, obviously you've pr- produced the album, but you've got an event coming up, right? Will we talk about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the CD release for the album is going to be coming up on November 24th, Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving at the Dead Unicorn Society and Alliance, uh, the newest music venue in Alliance, the newest and only music venue in Western Nebraska. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So people will be able to come out, have a good time, dance around. Um, if they want to buy a CD, I'll have CDs available. I'm a huge tangible music listener. Uh, so I, every time I put out an album, I print CDs, I press CDs. Um, and, uh, some, some year down the line, I want to do vinyl. I think that'd be cool but the it's pretty pricey yeah (laughs) more pricey than the cd pressing um but yeah so folks want to come out and buy a cd that's awesome if you don't like cds and you don't uh like uh you know tangible music they also work good for coffee coasters um you know you can take the cd out and use it for a coffee coaster so it'd look nice on your coffee table (laughs) (laughs) we're also old
0: man like i (laughs) I remember when we were middle school or almost elementary school everybody had a cd player
1: yeah yeah i mean now like it's it's getting to the point where y- you find more people that don't have one, you know, cause everyone's streaming music. Um, and speaking of streaming, if you want to stream the new album, you can, it's available on Spotify and Apple and Amazon and, and, uh, you know, anywhere you stream your music, it's available. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so November 24th is going to be a good, good time. Uh, it's the CD release. Um, also appearing that night is the Sean Townsend band. Um, it's, I'm super excited to have Sean's band, uh, play with us that night because sean has been a humongous music inspiration to me since i was like 15 years old and to be able to you know play concerts with him and just have a good night is awesome and then one of my best friends um gabriel DeBrute, uh gabe bruton out of the scotts bluff area he's going to be come down he's going to come down and he's going to play for that show as well and it's also inspiring to have have gabe play this show because gabe is also an amazing songwriter. Um, and just amazing musician himself. And uh, so to have, have Sean Townsend Band and Gabriel the Brute there um, to kind of help amp up the night a little bit is going to be awesome because, again, they're just phenomenal musicians. and um, Yeah, yeah come on out to the Dead Unicorn. Have a good time. The show will start at 7 o'clock. It's a free show. There's no cover charge. Um, I'm sure they'll have something cooking up uh, that day. So if you're hungry, they they have a kitchen there. Um, they do have, you know, soda and and adult beverages if you want that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time. Awesome. There's one
0: question that I was going to ask close to the beginning of our interview, Caitlin, and, um, I want to ask it uh, now. Um, so one thing I didn't ask was kind of like your musical influences, because there's some people that are listening right now and they're like, I don't know what Kaelin Crowley plays. I don't know what type of music I don't know. Uh, really, because obviously not everybody listens to the same music. So, so me growing up in Seattle, I grew up on Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Death Cab for Cutie, bands like that. Can you kind of talk a little bit what music style you play and kind of who are some of your key influences?
1: Yeah, um, bar mitzvah and elevator music. That's what (laughs) we sound like. (laughs) Uh, No, um, so it's like indie rock music. Um, And uh, I have a ton of influences. I mean, it, it would take me a whole day to let you know about them all, but... Um, one of my biggest music influences growing up, um, Bright Eyes, Conor Oberst. I just always enjoyed his songwriting and, and the way uh, his albums came out. Um, Death, you mentioned Death Cab for Cutie. Always been a fa- fan of Death Cab. Uh, they, they put out really, really great music as well. Milk um, Hotel is another big favorite of mine. Uh, the early November um, if you if you're kind of going back into the '60s '70s music, Tom Petty, uh, really really enjoy Tom Petty, um, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, um, you know it, The Kinks, uh, Beatles, uh, The Doors, the big influence. Uh, so it's it's a pretty eclectic group of of music that I listen to, and I'll listen to anything from you know, rock music to metal music to rap music, you know, I really don't have a one genre I kind of stick around with, but if you're trying to group what we sound like, um, it's, I don't know, I really don't like to, I guess, compare myself to other bands or musicians, but it's, it's indie rock, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's rock music, you know, um, but I play an acoustic guitar and, and then Derek and Darren, they're playing bass and drums as a three piece. I think we make um, make it sound pretty okay. <laughs> cool. And again,
0: your 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 stage name, right, is Kalen Crowley. Reference. W- what's the reference from?
1: So um, when I started the started uh, my music out uh, again in like it was like the end of 2006, beginning of 2007. Um, I was sitting in this one of the studios here, um, running a, a program on Double Q Country, and I was doing some college homework. And I knew I wanted to do something solo. So I knew, okay, well, Kalen Croy. But I didn't want to just stick with that. I didn't want to just stick with my name. I was like, I want something behind it. So I was flipping through a dictionary that I little pocket dictionary I had, and I just flipped through the dictionary and it landed on uh, reference. Like in the upper right-hand corner or left-hand corner, it said reference. And I was like, Ooh, that kind of has a nice ring to it. Mm, it does. Um, but then I was like, okay, why, why do I like that? And what is it going to represent with my music? So in that studio, I was just sitting and thinking about it. And I was like, okay, reference will represent what I'm referring to uh, the world. You know, like this, whatever the world gives me, I'm going to refer it back to the world, you know? And then it also refers to uh, the different musicians that play with me. And I, Ever since I started the solo thing, I always wanted musicians behind me um, to kind of blossom, you know, what I was writing in. So they're the reference. So Derek and Darren in the band, they're the reference. Nick and Lisa and Sean and Billy, they're the reference. You know, I mean, it's they all they all encompass that. So that's kind of where that comes from. Man,
0: that's a cool backstory, you know, to see, you know, your influences. And, and at first I was like, is he Kalen Crowey because he's scared there's other Kalen Croweys?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a Doppler ganger of, of us somewhere yeah. uh, throughout the world. Yeah. Um, I have, I've yet to run into a, another Alex Banks <laughs> Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm glad you can, you can, uh, well, I, I, I would put you on air and be like, Hey, are you able to spell my last name? But anyways, B
1: E N. B E N E Z G. Oh gosh. You can stop. You can stop. You can stop. All right. B E N E Z G A L A.
0: That's close. Ben Zagala. But I'm not gonna okay. The focus is on you. <laughs> Here's the final question. Okay. You, um you talked a little bit about your, your show coming up in Alliance, but you know, you've been traveling all across western Nebraska. Panhandle, you've been in in Colorado th- this summer too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. Um before you talk about that, or if you want to talk about that, you know, because obviously you mentioned Alliance earlier, but you really play for all Western Nebraska. Are, are you? Uh, have you got any shows planned at any time soon for the Panhandle or Western Nebraska, where our, our friends from other places can? can enjoy your music
1: um you know so uh i don't um sadly at the moment but i'm actually working on it i'm thinking about uh booking some other shows throughout the state with different friends um just to go into different areas um to to you know to get you know uh, the music out there um like you said I, a lot of the stuff and where i play is in western nebraska but i get into colorado um and play shows there every once in a while i get into wyoming and stuff so that's pretty neat um, but, uh, but other than the release show, uh, that is the, 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 uh, only show I have coming up. Um, I do know I might be playing in Scotts Bluff sometime, um, uh, toward the end of this year, beginning of next year, uh, good friends of mine in a band called the Velocores. Um, they, uh, they, they have some shows that they're going to be working on. So we, uh, we're, I think we're going to maybe come up and, and play with them. Um, but, uh, but other than that, it's the dead unicorns is kind of, uh, it right now. Um, but, uh, like I said, working on booking some other shows to kind of promote this album, uh, that's coming out and it's, I'm so excited to put this out and to have, uh, the community listen to it and the world listen to it. Um, just because it almost didn't happen. Um, we recorded this album, um, in, uh, December, 2019. Three months later, the pandemic happened, and I wanted to release this album way sooner than, than now, um, but as you know, the pandemic was just horrific, and it kind of derailed people's lives all over the world, you know, still really is, and it wasn't able to come out, but uh, the fact that uh, just thinking if, if, if we wouldn't have recorded it when we did, it, it would have not got recorded, you know, more than likely— Um, so it's, it's an extra special album to me and just how it, how it sounds, the energy behind it. Um, most of the album we recorded live, uh, with very few overdubs. Um, and, uh, so, so what you hear on the album is, is us, you know, from what we rehearsed on, you know, rehearsed the songs on and going into recording. And obviously there's other production afterwards, but I, for the most part, it's, 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 uh, you know there's very few overdubs so that's kind of cool that kind of went off on a different direction no no but <laughs> but i think that's a great story i mean i don't think people realize
0: like y- 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 this album <laughs> you know a lot of people think in, in what we do like a lot of people think that you're you're or they could think that your album you know came out you came out and, and you just started working on it a year ago or like for me i people might think i started doing sports broadcasting a year ago now i've been at this for like 15 years <laughs> so like you know people yeah. don't realize things yeah. like yeah. that
1: yeah yeah it's 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 a it's definitely a long process uh work in the making whether you know you're doing what you're doing with sports broadcasting or news broadcasting or you know making music you know um it's it's a long process you know it's it's a lifelong process. Um, but I guess, you know, I just, I want to thank all the people that are behind this album that were on it. You know, Nick, he's such a phenomenal producer and became one of my greatest friends. Um, he, he sees my music and just really knows how to kind of bring it out and blossom it. And the same thing with Lisa, uh, and, and Sean, um, and, and, uh, then of course assistants, assistant, assistant engineers on the album, McKenzie and another Sean, um, and then my bandmates Derek and Darren. Um, they've been just great, great friends of mine and great musicians to to you know play shows with. Um, of course Sean Townsend's band, uh, they're awesome as well. Uh, Brian Pfeiffer, Spanky is his nickname. Spanky's actually played uh, uh, three shows with us this year because Darren was unable to play. Um, it was awesome playing shows with, uh, you know, with him. Um, he's a, he's such a staple drummer throughout Western Nebraska that I don't think uh, a lot of people realize, like Spanky's been playing music for a crazy long time. The same with Sean. And then of course, Gabriel DeBruit, like Gabe is such the, he he's become one of my greatest friends as well. And, uh, and such an inspiration. And uh, so, yeah, I want to thank everyone behind the album and everyone that supported it. Um, also want to give a shout out a shout out to uh, an auto shop I'm forgetting the name of in Eddyville, Kentucky because after we recorded the album, the day after I left the studio, I broke down in the pouring rain over by Eddyville, Kentucky.
0: That's the most Kalen Crowe story
1: I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was it was quite the ordeal. Um and, uh, yeah, I broke down in the pouring rain and it was about closing time for shops and towing companies, you know, and, uh, I want to give a shout out to, um, I think his name was Steven, um, from the auto shop that stayed open an extra over two and a half hours to fix my car. So I get to back on the road. Um, so that was really neat. Um, also, uh, my dad, Rick, uh, as I was getting ready to travel to go record the album, I stayed in, um, his hotel room in Grand Island. He was, he works for BNSF Railway and, uh, ended up staying on the extra bed that night, you know, so I didn't have to pay for a hotel room. So thank you BNSF for letting me stay in your employee's room. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, my mom and my brother, uh, and, and my grandma who, uh, passed away recently. Um, and just a lot of, a lot of different people that, that inspired to to make this album happen. And of course, Wenny, you know, Wenny is such an inspiration.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jason Wetworth, by the way, if people don't know Wenny, but great guy as well. So here's the final question. You know, a lot of times, like in sports, you know, when you finish a season, you know, people wonder, like, oh, what's going to happen next year? Or a lot of times when a musician drops an album, they're like, oh, so what's coming next? What are you doing now? So I, I have to ask that cliche question, like, if uh, what are you st- – Are you writing songs right now? Do you take a break? Do you kind of just kind of wait till something kind of clicks or what, what, what's your thoughts on that?
1: So, uh, yeah, man. Um, actually, uh, I have another album in the works. Um, so throughout the pandemic I was writing songs. So I have another, Oh, I don't know. There's probably about a dozen songs that I've written over the pandemic that I'm currently like fine tuning, some of them are already fine-tuned. Um, just you know, working on kind of finalizing them and making sure they're ready to to get into a studio. And I've already talked to Nick about recording the next album. Um, so we've talked about uh, we've talked about that. And sometime in the future, after Deja Vu comes out, the next album is going to come out. And I already have a, an album name picked out for that, um, which kind of correlates with the pandemic and and how you know like i said everyone's lives were just disrupted throughout the world and and just you know it was it's still just a surreal time to, to even think about but anyways uh yeah wrote a handful of songs and some of those songs are dealing with the pandemic mm-hmm. um some of those songs are are you know kind of going to the more melancholy type of feel because you know it's is a sad time during during those times but um so yeah uh after deja vu comes out the next album um, is, has already been started to get worked on. you know? <laughs> So no, That's
0: awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. We, uh, that reporter in me has to ask, are we thinking 2025 or will you keep that on the download? low? You You're, know what?
1: I'm going to keep it on the DL because uh, uh, you never know. You never I'll know. That's out. fair. But, um, but uh, for, for now, uh, it's Deja Vu, and I hope people enjoy the record. I hope people listen to it. Um, listen to the musicians on it. Listen to it to Nick, listen to Sean, listen to Lisa, listen to Billy. Um, and I don't think I thanked Billy either. Uh, when I was talking earlier, but uh, listen to all those guys, they're such phenomenal musicians, and what they're creating is just uh, it's it's awesome, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, if you ever get to, get to Nashville and you hear The name Nicholas Hosford or Lisa Kakis or Sean Zeitgeist. He's doing uh, some solo stuff now called South Ghost, which is absolutely amazing. He actually put out uh, some solo stuff recently, too, which is just great. Um, Or Billy Livesey. Go check out their music because it's phenomenal. Check out Sean Townsend Band Music. I know Sean was in the studio recently up in Rapid City with Tom Freer. Um, He's going to be putting an album out in the future. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Gabe has... Um, other bands he's involved in called All We Seem and the Velicores. They have albums out. They're amazing. Um, So check out their music too.
0: And also all the great Western Nebraska artists as well. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, like people don't, I mean, a lot of times people don't, you know, they think we're pretty desolate out here, which we are. I mean, it is a desolate area compared to other places in Nebraska, but there is so many great musicians out in this area and talent. I mean, whether it's musicians or artists or painters or, Um, you know, uh, uh, sports, you know, sports folks, you know, I mean, Jordan Hooper's from Alliance, you know, she, she was birthed out of Alliance. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then Alex Benzagala, you know, with pickleball, you know, like, uh, (laughs) Uh, that's too kind, but that's funny. Um, yeah, but but uh, you're right. You're right. Um, Yeah. I mean, it really, there's really a hotbed of, of a lot of talent out in this area. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I hope people come out November 24th to the dead unicorn society. The show starts at seven o'clock um and uh come out have a good time and uh enjoy uh, enjoy what the unicorn has to offer to offer if you haven't been in the venue yet it's amazing um and it's we're lucky to have a venue like that in western nebraska um and uh yeah well i guess we'll we'll see you there all right, Kalen. Hey, well, I really
0: appreciate you here on 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 the Post Podcast. You know, just uh, it's just really awesome to see, you know, your work and you know the fact that you hold a full time job, which <laughs> which by the way is like super. People don't realize it, it's hard. Yeah, and especially in media. In media, um, <laughs> and it's demanding. And you know, I I think the album's great, and I can't wait that everybody will have a chance to hear it soon.
1: Thanks. I appreciate your time today, Alex. I appreciate the interview and and for all your talents and everything you've done in your broadcast career. And uh, welcome to the Sandhills. And and it's it's great to have you here as the news director and the sports director. And uh, I, I know from what I've heard uh, in the community, people are loving you, man. Uh, so you're doing a good job. So uh, so you'll you guys will be hearing Alex Bengal Tiger uh, <laughs> eh, near you. Bre- Appreciate that, Kalen. And the final
0: thing I want to say, I better get a signed CD, or, or I'm going to scare you really bad.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I'll get you one because uh, I know you—you you are gearing up to scare me. I've, uh, for folks listening, I've scared Alex uh, here in the in the KCW studios a few times.
0: Yeah. So, well, well, this is Alex Benzagala, and your guest has been Kalen Crowy And and again, um, as he said, you know, just uh, his. His show is coming up, and also we, um, again, his band name is Kalen Crowley. Reference is that right? Yes, and uh, and again, his new album is dropping. Uh, that is Deja Vu. Again, Alex Benzagala for Kalen Crowley. This has been the Post Podcast right here on KCOW.